Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. Check one, two. When you guys say again, when did you guys last we see wrote, each other? We wrote a song or two together. Mm-hmm. With, what? With this Lee, week? With no, Liam. No, no, no. Grandma. With Grandma. That was in, like, in the summertime, I think. Oh, okay. Mm, yeah. Like so it's been a minute. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. I moved. I don't live there anymore. I heard. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn now. How do you like it? I love it. Brooklyn's fun. Where are you, Upper East Side? Mm-hmm. How do you like it? I like it. All my friends live up there, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, why'd you pick there? Because all your friends? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Where'd you live before that? St. Louis. Wasn't Is that, that where fun. you grew up? No, I actually was, I was born in Japan, then I lived in Florida, and then I lived in Germany, and then I moved to St. Louis. So, everywhere. How come you moved around so much? My dad was in the military. Oh. Yeah. Usually the case. That's usually the case. <laughs> what did he do in the military? Um, I sound like such a bad daughter. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but no, he was, um, he was in the Air Force, and he's, he oversees a lot of people. It's more of like a desk job, more so than him like actually going out and stuff like that. So, well, but, that's good. Mm-hmm. No danger. No danger. No danger at the desk, <laughs> except yeah. for your own mind. Exactly. But yeah, no, he's about to retire soon, so he's all set. And is your mom and dad still together? Mm-hmm. Yep. She, they've been together about like 22 years now, so happy. What does she do? <laughs> she, um, she was just like a housewife, um, but then she like started her own business by helping like uh, Japanese ballet dancers come audition like in Europe. And so she does like all their paperwork, and so she like she's in the ballet world, so yeah. And she's Japanese. Mm-hmm. Okay. It makes me half, so my dad's white and I'm half right. Japanese. Yeah. I was gonna ask the stupid question, "What army?" When you said army, I didn't know if mm-hmm. he was Japanese or not. Yeah, no, he's in the American army. He's white. <laughs> How did they meet? Um, so he was actually in Hawaii for a work trip, and she was on vacation in Hawaii. And she was there at like the same bar and he was like, hey, she's like, I don't speak English. So he kept flirting with her. And then um, he actually like ended up taking her out and he was stationed in Japan. So they were able to see each other and then just kind of evolved from there. Isn't that wild? The randomness of oh, that? Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's so random. <sighs> yeah, that was so long ago. <laughs> Fueled by alcohol. Yeah, probably. Most likely. For sure. On his side, at least. I'm alive because of alcoholism. (laughs) Literally, like my mom went to a bar Mm -hmm. and uh, because her roommate was an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and she went with the roommate and that's where my mom and dad met. (laughs) They wouldn't have met otherwise. Otherwise, I mean, you know, some good things come out of, you know, everything, I guess. (laughs) It's just funny when you think your whole existence is like because of alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> That's the origin story of oh God. the population. Pretty much, right. yeah. We're not special. Not I was like, drunk, she was drunk. Exactly, exactly. But a lot of people, like, 
you know, I don't know, their their life like melded them together, not just by a random, mm-hmm. right, a complete random, completely yeah. Yeah, random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like they grew up together. It was like they went to school together right. or something like that. Yeah, no, we were high school sweethearts. <laughs> not that. <laughs> oh God, that always scares me. Do you have any siblings? I have an older sister. She's um, what, fourteen months older than me, so we kind of look like twins. But she lives in Florida. She does uh, graphic design. Just. Totally different from me, but yeah. Doesn't she want to get on the TikTok scene after seeing well, what you're doing with it? <laughs> she if actually, I were her, I would. I'd be like, yo, let me make some videos. It's it's funny, actually, because she has like, I don't know, like 60,000 followers on TikTok. Um, that's big to me. Yeah, that's like actually like as a big chunk. As a result chunk. of you? Or kind, a- kind of. So like she actually right. makes a lot of videos about like gaming and like her cat. But then everyone kept like saying like, you kind of look like Selena Killa. You know who that is? And she's like, I'm related to her. That's mm. my sister. Unfortunately. unfortunately yeah and why I'm, unfortunately no, no. <laughs> begrudgingly right. no, but oh just because i assume there's rivalry listen i don't know the situation. <laughs> no, 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 rivalry no. maybe not when one no. sibling is in the business whatever business it may be and the uh-huh. other one kind of enters it it's always like their followers seep this way a little yeah kind but of. everybody's in social media nowadays. that's true yeah. it's like she has her own following, like people that just know her and they don't even know I exist. Uh, she's right. not but Selena Kila too? No. <laughs> she could have been. It would have been funny, but no. But And my mom also has a TikTok and she has like 24,000 followers, Damn. which is crazy. She literally posts like videos of her cooking. It's the cutest thing. Um, but she, it's, it's kind of cringy, but I love it because it's just like my mom. Really Why cute. is it cringy? Because she doesn't know how to like edit. <laughs> And she misspells words sometimes because she doesn't know, like, she knows English practically perfectly, but, like, sometimes when it comes to spelling, she doesn't really know. But that's cute. It's so cute. It's so <laughs> right. cute. I love it. She it's... Japanese dishes? That's more yeah. cute than cringe. That could be a that whole... Could, that's, that's better. Yeah, more that's cute, a better... Cute or cringe. That Sorry, could be a, a TikTok thing, right? Cute or cringe, yeah. Cute or cringe. Is your mom on social? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean... I understand her. My mother is on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, when she I comments think my on my photos. Yeah. I love my mother, but I'm like, oh, mom, mm-hmm. why do you have to like, post that comment? Why? What does she say? She's just, you know, you know. Being she's a mom. Not, she's a mom, you yeah. know. <laughs> Saying mom stuff. Yeah, mom stuff. Mom stuff that you don't. <laughs> on your yeah. on your deep photo. No, my mom is on social media, but uh, like in... In Instagram, she's kind of incognito. Oh, that's mm. good. She has an mm. incognito name, which is weird. I'm not really, <laughs> sorry, <Don't> mom. <laughs> she's gonna listen to this for right. sure. So, Shout out, Linda. It, it is a weird. It is a weird random name, but um, and I think she's on Facebook with her real name. Oh, okay. Mm. But I never go on Facebook. I never go on Facebook. I ever. mean, I post on it mm-hmm. with, through Instagram. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I that's the one like social media platform I just do not use. Well, it's ever. older people. It's yeah. Like, it used to be like such a big thing. And then Instagram and like TikTok and like Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And what about Talk House? Are you on that? I've never heard of Talk What's House. That? That's the new one. I just got on it. I don't understand it. But, <laughs> but I'm on but it. I'm on it. Like LinkedIn. I don't it, know how it works, but I'm there. Talk and a lot of people are on it. Let me see. Talk, let me see if I'm. I might be wrong about what it's called. Are you trending there, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trending nowhere, unfortunately. <laughs> Let's see. Talk. Maybe I'm wrong about it. Well, let me look at. Sorry. I should have no, asked Colin about it. She it's called. 
Clubhouse. Oh, uh, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yes, because I, I know my manager was talking about Clubhouse. it. Yeah, and it's like, I guess like... Isn't you, it for like music people though? Or is it just kind of like... I think it's for everybody. Everyone? Okay. Yeah, just like all of them. You know, they and then I guess uh, you get into a... Like you start a chat with like multiple people and mm-hmm. if you're huge, like a bunch of people are listening and you're literally talking. That's... Like it's, it's your voice. Oh, that would scare me. It's a bit weird. Yeah. But they're all weird at first. I guess so. That's true. I mean, TikTok was super cringy in the beginning, so it, it could blow up, you know. Well, I I have like TikTok, I have so much TikTok regret. Really? Yeah, because I found out about it like a long time ago, mm-hmm. writing with grandma mm-hmm. and then his manager, Donnie Graves. Shout out Donnie, Donnie Graves. Graves. <laughs> he said he he told us about it and we both started doing it at the same time. I made mm. like one and then never did anything with it. I yeah. just was, I could have been there early. Like, yeah. you know, even like researching you a little bit and how you just started in Japan. Yeah. Just making like, not even with you and. Yeah. Just showing off Japan, which is great because everybody liked it because it was just like showing off another culture that they didn't know. And it was about my grandma and now it completely flipped. Right. And that's the that's the thing with creativity is mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like just start and then the thing unfolds. It comes out. Yeah, exactly. Like I was just watching an old interview with Sly Stallone where he mm-hmm. was like uh, he went to go get an acting audition and then they were like, well, we don't have anything for you, but if you have a script idea, we'll look at it. So he had this little window of opportunity. Okay. And he went home, and in three days, wrote he he wrote the outline of it. Yeah, like he gets like, but like that—that's like I I think of that all the time. It's mm-hmm. like you just gotta like start things. Yeah, because you never know where it's gonna end up. You never know where it's gonna end up. And then you won't be filled with regrets. Which I currently, <laughs> yeah. but, but maybe like talk house or whatever. I can't, you would never know. Yeah, but Clubhouse. like people blow up on TikTok like all the time for absolutely nothing so you don't even know anymore right like the guy with the skateboard and the cranberry juice yeah he went crazy viral i mean but he's so good at it yeah right he's just like a happy go-getting guy and then he just i think i'm actually what's that cranberry juice company i can't remember ocean spray ocean spray they like bought them a car because they like did a car filled with ocean yeah but there's like keep the car like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. he blew that company up. Mm-hmm. They should have bought him like eight cars and a plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I just think it's so cool Like that like this new media is like mm-hmm. a new art form. Mm-hmm. And you happen to be really good at it. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, but you are. Thank I'm, you. I mean, is, and like that guy's really good at it. Like, I get why he blew up, mm-hmm. even though it's random, but his energy is good. It's good energy. Yeah. I don't know. TikTok, it just, it, I think it opened up a lot of doors for people. And then on the other side, it's like <sighs> creatively like fun just because you can actually view what's going on instead of just like Instagram. It's just not just a picture. So people can like be more engaged with it, if that makes sense. What do you mean? Like, so, and especially for music. TikTok is like huge with music now. Where See, you, it's I lost it. You no, know, you can still do it. I can still you do can it. You can still do it. All right, maybe that's what like, this is about. For example, like my friend, um, she's like a signed artist. She's great, Jordana. Shout out to you because she's great. But she just posted a video the other day, um, just singing along to her song, and I already got like ten thousand likes. And she looked at her streams, and she got twelve thousand streams that day. 
just crazy. just from that one video and she doesn't even have over like a thousand followers like she's fairly small and people when they like it and they hear something good mm-hmm. they're just gonna run towards it so it doesn't matter when you start yeah but what if you're an old person like me you're cool though you're <laughs> I'm cool. A cool old person yeah okay good <laughs> <laughs> no but like it i think there's no limit i think anyone there's literally grandmas on tiktok and she like goes on there and she just shows off her outfit and she's like here's my outfit today mm-hmm. thank guys and she's like has a million followers probably right she's just being her so i think there's no limit you can just do it yeah you just gotta do it though that's the thing yeah you gotta I think, keep on doing mm-hmm. it too. can you do live music or does she just she's singing along to one of her release tracks or she's lip syncing she's like lip syncing to her song but mm-hmm. she can if she wants to you can literally press record and just play her own song um you could yeah pretty much do that like you can do whatever you want right it's pretty easy i mean i haven't done too much music stuff on tiktok because it always scares me because people people don't like tiktok musicians <laughs> which is weird but um yeah, you can kind of do whatever. What do you mean people don't like TikTok musicians? So, I don't know why. All of a sudden, like now, every single like popular TikToker has decided to release music. And I mean like mm-hmm. very big, like even tens of millions of followers. And they release a, like a song that's pretty good. But they get a bunch of followers and streams because they have such a huge following. So, right. it's more of like a cash grab than it is like actually like wanting to make music. So... I think I got clumped in with that because everyone's like, well, just because you're on TikTok doesn't mean you have to make music. I'm like, I didn't do it because of TikTok, but thank you for letting me know. So it's weird. And how did the music go so far? Like, I mean, you- I think it's going well on my end. I'm really enjoying it. Um, she wrote a song with you, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Success right there, <laughs> mile, mile high. Mile high. People love I think that was like. Is it out? It's, yeah, out. it's out. It's Where out can on, people get it? Um, on, on TikTok. All, on TikTok. <laughs> Apparently. On TikTok. Um, but you can get it on, on all streaming platforms, I think. Under your, under your name? On, under my name, Selena Killa. And, oh, nice. It's pretty fun. That was really fun, though. Did that you, was fun. Did you produce or sing or play or what? Uh, we all co-wrote. Yeah, we all co-wrote. Just I kinda... think Grandma maybe handled most of the production. Mm-hmm. But you wrote like a, I think you did like. A lick. Something. I wrote Guitar. Some hooks. Some yeah. Hooks. yeah. I was up in there. <laughs> we sure. were all just vibing. It was very yeah. nonchalant, which it was is like at my place great. in the East Village. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> yeah, my spot my new spot's bigger, so now I have like a dedicated yeah. studio room. Oh, that's great. So if we when grandma comes back we should we should write another hit. He is coming back soon, so that's That's what he keeps saying. I, I'm forcing him to come. He has to come. Do you yeah. write often with other with other people? Um, yeah. So I'm just curious what the experience is writing with, uh, like a seasoned music. If that happens often, mm-hmm. what they bring to to your universe? It's so weird because like I only started like my music journey maybe like about a year ago, and it was very just just happened. And the first person I wrote with was Liam, and Hanzo. I don't know if you know Hanzo. I know um, I know of him through Liam. Through Liam, I never yeah. worked with him though. And I worked with Mark Johnson, and then I worked with um, Ginseng, who's part of Dream Ivory, and Fifty Grand, and Calbender, and those, and Illusion, who's like a TikTok musician, and Savage Gat, like just a bunch of different like types of. But how? Just through my management. Also, because I became friends with these people through TikTok. So like Savage Gasp, um, Illusion, I met them way before I even did music, and we were friends. And then they found out I could sing, and they're ah. like, "Oh." 
hey, you want to like sing together sometime? I'm like, okay, cool. And we would write some stuff. And I actually have a song coming out with them in like April, I think, with uh, Gasper and Lucian and Valentine. And they're all like kind of from TikTok too. Um, but yeah, just my management. So that's like a TikTok super group. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It's just like crazy. But that's wild. Fascinating. Just it's like the, it's a whole universe mm-hmm. all on its own with its own superstars. Mm-hmm. And producers, and yeah. there should be a TikTok label, I assume. Or I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if one somebody, yeah, someone already started it because it's like all these musicians are blowing up from TikTok, and they're now like, you know, they have a viral song on TikTok, and they just get like signed super easily. So it's wild. The yeah. old way of doing things is just out the window. Oh, I know. It's so <laughs> weird though. Like even for me to like start making music it was just because i put a song on tiktok didn't put it anywhere else just for fun and then um my friend Lusion found it sent it to his manager because they wanted to do like a whole remix with it and they didn't really tell me (laughs) and then the manager called me (laughs) and he was like hey these people want to do a remix i don't think we should do a remix i think we should just work with you do you want to be an artist (laughs) i said okay they flew me out to la like the next week and i just made a bunch of songs with liam and we just clicked really soon. So how'd you get hooked up with him through, um, who is it? My manager, Jeff, he was just like, I know this kid, he's really cool. I think you guys would vibe. Mm-hmm. And we were only supposed to have like one session to see how it would go. And then I was so nervous. I'm like, what if he doesn't want me for any more sessions? Um, but then we did one song and he's like, okay, next, sh- next section, we're going to make like, you know, 10 more songs. I was like, he, he okay. He's so fast with he's production. So, so fast. He's like, shout out Liam Graham, AKA him. Grandma. <laughs> yeah, I love him too. He's so talented. He's really talented. And he, he, he calmed me down because it was like the first time I was ever in a real studio. And he was just like, we're going to make a really, really bad song and it'll be okay. Like, don't, no pressure. And it turned out being great. So, that's such a good approach. Yeah. Like, when you actually, Peter Gabriel told me that one mm-hmm. time you should approach something like try to make the, Try to make it bad. Mm -hmm. And then when it turns out good. Well, because it's freeing. Exactly. And it's like, uh, you know, it's probably the same thing when you make like TikTok videos. Mm -hmm. If you overthink it. It never works out. It doesn't work. Ever. Yeah. So when you, so you first started just like documenting Japan. Mm -hmm. And then when did you go like, oh, let me try. What was the first thing that went, went kind of like big or like how did the shift happen so yeah i kind of realized that i can't make any more japan content because i have to go back home because i was only there for vacation so Mm -hmm. i just kind of did like makeup videos or whatever and nothing was really sticking and then this is like when the trend like e-boys were really popular i don't know if you know what that is i don't it's like (laughs) it's basically like an like a emotional boy where they like wear makeup and dark clothes and they're like really edgy but all these guys were like blowing up for being e-boys when they did absolutely nothing. Like they would just stand there and they're hot, and right? Just be hot and, and just, emotional. And, and shirtless. Hot shirtless, and dark. shirtless there we go. That's and like the key. mysterious. And I got really annoyed. And do with nothing? It. Just Dude, like stare they're at They're just the... they're just like just being sad and hot. <laughs> like that, sad, and, sad and hot goes a long way, it's, dude. It's, it, it works. But like, it just works. It works. Man. But I was getting annoyed because like Oh my God. There was also e-girls and e-girls are like, they wear like very funky makeup and they're very like cute, but like edgy too. And I dress 
like sometimes pretty androgynous like depends so i was like you know what i'm just gonna be the new e-boy king like as a joke mm -hmm. and then that video so it was just, like a parody it was kind of like a parody but everyone took it really seriously so i just kept going with it and i'm like i'm i'm sorry that i'm just doing it better than the guys and i'm i don't have to have my shirt off so i was like i would just dress how i normally dress and people were like wow she's so different and then it just kind of like turned into like making my own characters and then I would do like Halloween videos and I would put like fake blood in my mouth and do like scary horror stuff mm -hmm. and then like also dance videos and singing and like just whatever I wanted. It just kind of blew up into this whole brand. So all this creativity coming out of you was this like, um, like sort of an ecstatic thing or had you been creative before or did it unlock creativity? So before tiktok and everything i used to be like a ballet dancer and trained classically for like 17 years so i was very much like in the arts and then once i quit that because i was like eh, it's not for me um and then i actually went to film school and was like trying to be i don't know like a director or something i think I you really still enjoyed. could i mean like yeah. watching your stuff it's like the editing is, mm -hmm. is great like that's a big key and not everybody has that ability i think going to like classes for film and just like watching a bunch of movies editing learning how to color grade that like they, they just helped me so much with like my tiktoks and i think that's yeah i don't know how to explain it but i've always been creative just yeah my so whole this, life so but this is probably like i'll just like push it out like push it out mm -hmm. yeah Definitely. you found like oh this is like a great vehicle for me yeah and then music also helped with that too yeah. i was like oh, this is it so and what kind of edit do you use editing software and then import it in or do you edit it in TikTok? So a lot of my stuff, almost I would say like 99% of my stuff is edited like in TikTok. Right. They so. make it so easy now. It's, it's so just, easy. I, I have a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. She's who, obsessed. She <laughs> We tried to get her to I, I yeah. thought she should come here. Yeah, but like, she didn't she didn't know you. She didn't no, follow you. No. Oh but my she, god. She she she's what? all into dancing and when mm -hmm. I first heard of TikTok I assumed it was only dancing mm -mm. and that's all it was for and and she follows Charlie D'Amelio mm -hmm. and all the usual suspects and is obsessed with them. Mm -hmm. Um but then when she showed me what she was doing mm -hmm what get what where i gave the seal of approval mm -hmm. on my end as a dad was i was seeing the edits she was making and yeah the, and the level of creativity mm -hmm. that it was demanding of her that she was putting into it blew my mind where because i'm an editor mm -hmm. and i could never do stuff like that without software and, and learning and she was like daddy can you buy me this uh, editing software for transitions <laughs> yeah. And I was like, absolutely, that's absolutely. Amazing. That's amazing. That's and so it was, great. It, it gave me so much joy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know if how much I, there's the negative side of TikTok, mm -hmm. which we might. Are you letting her post now? I, she posts privately. So only her friends follow her. But that's okay. And, and, yeah. And I don't want her to do that, but I love the crazy transitions, mm -hmm. editing, mm -hmm. filters, effects, all the stuff I still struggle with now <laughs> on my software. Mm -hmm. She's doing it by herself so they that's wild so that's the huge thing where i support tiktok is the, the creativity yeah. is at, on a level that you and me would have never comprehended at 10 years old mm -hmm. it's it's really fun i mean i've had i would spend hours trying to get like the right transition and trying to get the right like color placement everything like on that on one video on one video I, I think the longest i took on a video was probably like two hours because i had to do like 
probably like 30 transitions in the whole uh -huh. video and it's just like you just have to keep trying and trying and trying and trying until you get like the perfect one um but now because i'm kind of like an expert at it it takes me like if i really need to spend time i'll take like maybe 10 15 minutes and i can get it done hmm. just like you tweaking a song right yeah. what about reels is that the same thing <sighs> reels so <laughs> i don't know how much i can actually talk about it because i'm actually like i have a manager within instagram they want to reels is not tiktok but it's inspired by tiktok right? i'm i'm not saying anything i mean that's, I, that's a, I, I barely only, know i only I'm, I'm only saying this because i don't want to get in trouble i, but, I got you but, but just wink if it is <laughs> <laughs> but like i do what's crazy though with Insta, with instagram now if you post reels that gets so many more views and like pictures like constantly posting yeah. why, why, why does that that's true with me too because I, I was doing it with art like I would just like mm -hmm. pick a song and then like a painting like that I would just like do like little bits and it mm -hmm. was I was having so much fun with it it was yeah. a good way of kind of giving you a, a like what looking at art is actually like because mm -hmm. you scan and you look at different sections and you kind of do that for the person rather than just like a stagnant picture yeah I think I think um, they're just pushing reels. And I think it just, the same thing with TikTok. Like when you see a video, you kind of like captured by it mm -hmm. more so than like a picture now, I feel like. So yeah. like pushing those reels and also like Instagram stories. Like that's why those stuck around because everyone just likes to see what you're doing. Well, with stories though too, there's mm -hmm. not the pressure of how many likes did I get? Because mm -hmm. that shit bugs you, you know? Oh, like yeah. it's like, and it's hard to just ignore it. I I try to ignore it, but you know, it's... I thought there was an update where they don't show like the the likes anymore. But you see the likes. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I never noticed. I try not to. I just don't focus on numbers anymore. Right. Yeah. I just don't care. If I once I do that, I, I get crazy and very analytical. So I'm just like, if this gets a thousand likes, I don't care. I'm happy. Right. So. Yeah. What if it gets like a thousand likes? would be a lot for me. <laughs> like, right. I, I would be stoked with it's, a thousand. It's. <laughs> it's the the it's. It's, it's all the, relative. The ne well, it's yeah. negative. It's like the mental health issues. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, a lot of people are tortured that by it. Are just like. That's, that's why I would it's say. It's a like, huge fear to me. It's a popularity contest. It is. It is. And you that's know? why I'm like, for your daughter, I'm like, yeah, don't have her post it's, publicly. Just don't. I know, but like, she's already like. Pushing oh, for her it. Friend, some, Eventually, she, some superstar you, followed her friend, and now like doesn't matter. I know, but 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 to, to a ten year to old, a ten year it old, matters. I mean, I and actually, to like you know, even adults care. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's face it, everybody does. It's so scary. Yeah, it's even, like like I've seen kid, little little kids have TikTok accounts, and they're saying some vile things to me, and I'm like, if your parents ever saw you talk like this, what do ooh. they say? Um, it's always like making fun of my appearance or my gender. I think those are like the biggest things, which I didn't. What's the problem with either one of those? My point exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, I think because for the longest time, because I called myself E-Boy King, everyone thought I was a boy, mm -hmm. which I was like, well, if women or no, actually, if men can call themselves queens, which they do, mm -hmm. um, women should be able to call themselves kings. It doesn't really matter. And just like tomboy, E-Boy doesn't doesn't matter doesn't and matter so I was, they, they got offended that you called yourself a boy yeah but don't but identify not, as not, one but it wasn't even like boy it was e-boy which is like basically a trend word to describe a basic like style yeah so because i'm like i don't dress like a e-girl which is weird they're very 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 cutesy and i don't dress like that so 
Yeah, I don't know. People bullied me for that, and also my looks, but pretty much. Looks. I mean, you're good looking. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> like, but... I'm not. I'm not flirting. I'm just stating no, a fact. Yeah, it, it's for like... those of you just <laughs> listening, <laughs> she's very attractive. She's very attractive. <laughs> I am. No, she... <laughs> but, but... Is it like uh, to quote Stan Lee, "With great power comes great responsibility"? When you have that many followers, and I'm assuming a third of them are the age of my daughter, maybe. Mm-hmm. When somebody does that, do you just ignore? Do you ever engage? Or what responsibility do you feel to be, you know? I think there are certain comments that I've had that was, like, very nasty, especially towards, like, gender or making fun of, like, my gender or something like that. And I would actually speak out about that and be like, I don't understand making fun of somebody's gender. It's it's the internet. It's the internet. Like, they find reasons. um, But, like... Sometimes I will speak out about it and it's not so much being like super serious. I'll just be like, <laughs> I just laugh at the comment and then that actually makes them more mad, but that's on them. Yeah, well, that's good. But like, it's like, I don't care. Psychological jujitsu or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, that's what you don't want to react. But do you ever block people? Oh, I've blocked people before. I've, I mean, I've had, I remember like I would do live streams on TikTok and people would say like the N word or anything like big, big slurs. And I would just instantly block them. I wouldn't care. And they would like, some people would DM me on different social media platforms and be like, why did you block me? And like, because you're either being racist, homophobic or Or um, just mean. So I'm like, that's it. Like I don't block people just willy nilly. I do it for a specific reason. If they're just going to be nasty. Yeah. Like it's your house. And if somebody comes into your house and takes a dump, it's like, (laughs) you can't come over anymore. Sorry, man. You're uninvited. That's not how it works. Um, So what, so what was it like when you first started going viral? Like, What did, what's like that, what what did it feel like to just suddenly be famous? Like, well, I still don't consider myself famous. Or, or you know, what you I mean? know or, or famous in that way. I think like, it was a weird sense of responsibility because it's like, oh, I have all these eyes on mm-hmm. me and it like didn't really click for me because I was just having fun, like doing videos. Like I was, you know, it was more crazy when actual like brands and people started like reaching out to me to like do collabs or promotions mm-hmm. and like working together. And then also like me having an, a manager within Instagram and a manager within in TikTok and you have my two own different managers because they work within the app. So it's like I have those people and then I have my actual managers who do like my social media stuff and my music stuff, which is like Jeff and Janice. Um, but like even having connections like that, I think that was like the moment I was like, whoa, what is a TikTok? A what is it? What is yeah. a TikTok manager? <laughs> well, it's, do? it's within the app. With, with, it's do, they, so, do they review what you post? And- no, it, it's more like they'll just tell me about new features that we have or if I have any questions or, for example, if I got like banned on my live stream on accident, like one time on my live stream, oh, it's they like thought customer support kind of from co- within TikTok. But like, they and they also send me gifts, so it's like for being like a creator with them. They send I me see. gifts and sometimes promotions, so PR, sort of. PR. And it's like if I have any issues, I can hit, directly hit their line. But like that's only with like a certain amount of people because they don't let everybody in their like creator program or. Okay, so if team. you if you go viral on TikTok or mm-hmm. Instagram, then someone. then somebody from those companies. Mm-hmm deals with you directly mm-hmm. and how ah, soon did that happen i mean i think the actually the tiktok one happened really soon when i was like six hundred thousand followers or yeah that was still like big back then but not that big now um 
and yeah they helped me I was supposed to go to like a concert they were gonna have me like meet artists backstage but then COVID happened and all that stuff so I couldn't um or I would do like promotions through them and then Instagram happened a little bit later and that one she just like told me basically all the new features if I have any questions anything like that pushing for me uh, so Instagram also assigns mm -hmm. something like that after it's a like, certain amount of followers I, I, don't, I, I don't know what the criteria mm. is if it's I like signing people know? no I didn't know that that I think happened each social media platform like if you're big enough on YouTube you will have someone that you can directly cannot contact take the phone yeah. up and call exactly hey. Cause like, and I know some people like in Instagram, but it's not to the level where maybe like Charlie D'Amelio knows people at TikTok. Right. You know what I mean? Cause she knows probably like the main people cause she's the number one. She's got the CEO on, 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 on dial. Like, no. So it's, it's a different layers, but it's more like, I guess you could say like customer service, but, um, and I know they don't pick everyone for Instagram. It's just like certain aesthetic and how you use your Instagram and stuff like that. So. Now, and now you're starting a YouTube channel too, right? Yeah. 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 I've had one for a while. I just never was consistent because I was juggling like three different platforms already. So, um, but since I'm in New York, I hired an editor. So we're going to like start doing that weekly and just have a bunch of like YouTube videos out, which is exciting. Who do, how'd you get the editor? Talia, you met her. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. She's so, doing it. Yeah, she's a film. She's actually a film student, so she knows how to like edit everything. She's edit, um, edited my past couple of videos. And so I was like, I'll just hire you and just pay you, and we can make money together. So it's good. I want to get an editor, too. I, I what really have I do. been doing for the last 12 <laughs> no, years? No, but I'm saying like somebody, because I want to start a YouTube, I want to do YouTube videos like vlogs and yeah. like mm -hmm. other yeah, kind yeah. of creative outlets. Mm -hmm. I like, you know. Put it on your Instagram story. You'd be surprised by the amount of people that would probably just hit you up and be like, um, I'd love to edit for you. Even if you're like able to pay them just a little bit, they're more than happy than that. Like you mm -hmm. can probably just hit up anyone on Instagram. Because it's, crazy. it's the editing that takes forever. forever. It's like, but, but the it other sucks. part, like if <laughs> yeah, I could just yeah. give somebody like a general idea and mm -hmm. then give them content and then yeah. they came up you with You could like, find somebody on Fiverr probably that oh, would yeah. just do it. Okay, so how would you put it on your Instagram story to find an editor? I would just like put like a post to be like, hey, I'm looking for an editor. I don't know if you want to like, pay them and stuff and be like, it'd be this much and this is the rates or whatever. <laughs> or if it's like, if you want help, I don't know, like just, just like kind of like do a little ad page. Because hmm. I, I mean, even for me, like if I needed help somewhere and be like, hey, is there any photographers in LA? And I would get like 50 DMs of people be like, I would shoot you for free, please, please. I'm like, okay. Cool. Well, I guess we're on a podcast right now. So yeah. Shout out to any editor, editors. I can't say Edit, that word. I can't say it either. Editor. Editor. Editors. 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 But Editor. And speech therapists in New York City. <laughs> or Brooklyn. Or any of the five boroughs. Mm -hmm. Or does it even have, I mean, I it guess you could upload it. It can be because there's WeTransfer, yeah. there's Dropbox. Um, even when I was living in St. Louis and Talia was like in New York, I would just send her all the stuff. She would edit it and I would just upload it. So what, you don't even have to be in New York. What kind of cameras do you use? Uh, I have a Canon ADD. Um, right here. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have a good mic right now. So I'm just using the camera mic, but I have like a little fuzzy thing to like, you know, fix up the I don't know how to explain it. I, I don't know. Your first Terms. investment should be in a microphone. I, I know. I know. Every time I was given that camera, so I was like, this is good enough. I'll deal with this. But I need to buy a good mic just for recording, but also recording music and but stuff. But you started with your phone probably, right? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, 
my whole life I've had like cameras around because that's how I also used to do like dance photography for people. Mm -hmm. So I would always just film on this like random camera I would have. Um, I started like back when I lived in Germany, my YouTube channel. And then it has like, I don't know, like 13,000 followers. It's not like crazy. Um, but yeah, I just post random dumb yeah videos. sauce what so, sauce, sauce with selena, selena. yeah that was that like one. oh god that was so weird that was <laughs> i felt like such a kid there but i was i was still I, was i 21 <laughs> when i filmed those that i don't know video? no i was getting drunk and just talking about oh, things that's kind of sauce. Okay. <laughs> yeah talking but i did cooking videos mm-hmm. yeah. that was fun and i would do like sometimes makeup tutorials but like now that i'm in new york i definitely i have an idea for doing like a a, a day in a life in new york but making fun of the people that like glamorize new york so much well liam was telling me about this guy on hbo who's mm-hmm. got this new show where he's just like filming like random new york people and like giving commentary that's I guess. hilarious that's inspiring i think oh that's great do you do you what are you like uh do you watch uh what's his name casey casey neistat yeah, what, I, what do you think of his stuff? I used to watch him a long time ago, um, right when he had like started doing his vlogs, and that's like what he's like known for now. Right. I think he's really cool. Um, I haven't seen much of his recent stuff, but like, yeah, he was crazy with his editing, especially when he like laid out his like day plan and how much time it took for him, like when he woke up mm-hmm. to edit, to film, to spend time with family, to work at his like company. He barely got any sleep and he would wake up at like three in the morning every yeah. day and run like and 10 miles run 10 miles no, like, he's super inspiring no he's so cool. also he had a show on hbo also i believe that's also i think how, before he before blew up, he blew up, up on, on YouTube. youtube yeah yeah but yeah it's so weird it's like it's like getting over your own fear of mm-hmm. creativity and like and your own fear of putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and do you go through like emotional ups and downs where sometimes you just like, cause sometimes I'm just asking this cause it happens to me where a lot of times I'll post and over post mm-hmm. and just feel fine and not really care. Mm. And then other times I just hate myself. Oh yeah. And I can't like even fathom posting. Asking for a friend, Poppy. <laughs> yeah. What does that happen to you? Anything like that? Um, all the time. Um, especially like because Okay, so there's two separate like sides I have is like Instagram and then TikTok. TikTok, I pretty much have to post every day. That's like my rule. And there's days where I don't want to post. So I just bulk up on filming like the day before or something or a couple weeks before. So I just have videos when I'm feeling like I can't post that day or like want to make a video. I'll just post an old video. So that's mm. easy. But with my Instagram, I think the highs and lows is like way bigger because I do like self-portrait like photo shoots for myself. Mm. And I create like completely... Like, um, what's it called looks like do crazy makeup hair i'll like do shape my hair into like a heart or something like that which would spend hours and hours and hours and i could be done with it and then hate myself and not like any of the pictures take it off and like just wasted like four hours Mm. of my day so like it can it goes up and down with instagram because and then look at it the next couple days and be like that wasn't even bad exactly exactly so yeah instagram tiktok i kind of i'm i'm i've sort of got over that hump where i'm just like you know what whatever whatever like i i filmed a video the other day and i got like three million likes wow and it wasn't even of me it was my friend of Mm -hmm. me like sitting across from him and being like oh my god i saw this guy in the train like as a joke like Mm -hmm. he's so handsome it sucked because the video wasn't even of me it was of someone else and that video blow up Mm -hmm. so all of my other videos like they started doing well but everyone was like where's that guy i'm like i'm sorry that you followed 
for the guy, but this is my account. So mm. that, that, that also kind of like made me a little moody for a little bit because, yeah. But it was good, nice to have like a viral video again, but. How, lo- how often does it take to get a viral video or how many, you know, do, and when you oh. don't have one for a while, do you start thinking, uh-oh, it's yeah. done? I think always. Yeah. I always like, um, the thing is what viral means now is very different what viral means before. So right. having a video with 500,000 likes, that was like viral back like a year ago. But now if you have a video that's over a million likes, that's considered viral. Anything under that is like, okay. It did pretty well. It's good. Right. And like my video, sometimes I'll have a video get 500,000 likes, um, really close to a million, or I would get 10,000 likes in a right. video, which is just weird. And that's like the algorithm of TikTok. Like they'll just pick and choose. But um, yeah, I do definitely feel like ugh, when I don't have a video that blows up really soon or something like that. How do you know if you're shadow banned or not? I don't know. I, I don't know this answer. You don't know. <laughs> I, I think when... I'm definitely shadow banned, I think, right now because I'm posting videos where I'm like, this is good, and then nothing will happen. And even, like, if I go live, people won't be able to join my live or they would be like... That happened to me yesterday. I Mm -hmm. I did, like, a live at, like, a Ho'oponopono Friday, which is a mantra I like a lot. I Mm -hmm. love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And... um. And uh, several people said they couldn't get on. They tried and it was just black. And that's why I'm saying like I was like wondering if I'm shadow banned because. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. You'd be surprised like and then you have that one video or one picture that just sets you right again and then you're fine and then all your stuff does well. But Mm. like sometimes it just like up, up and down with social media. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm hmm. I. I. I was I had a question for him that I asked him a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. he was like, Poppy, I don't know. And you're like the perfect person mm-hmm. to ask. So common folk who have a thousand followers, mm-hmm. um, when you have that many followers on TikTok, on Instagram, how do you handle the sheer volume of DMs or can you even sift through something like that? Or it's just like you have to ignore it all. I like, I think in the beginning, it was very overwhelming. Um, But now I'm pretty like consistent with checking everything because like I have a really good relationship with my fans. And I like if they like send me a message or if they bought me a gift or something, I'll make sure to message them. But you respond to every message? Not everyone. That's I'm clear them all. Like I don't I don't clear them all. No, I just let them sit there because if I do that, there's a hundred more that's going to come up. So, but I do go through them and I read through them every day and see if there's anything like if someone has a question or someone says something or whatever. And if there's someone absolutely wretched to me, I could just block Block. them. Yeah. You'd be surprised with the amount of people that follow me that hate me and follow me because they want to hate me and see all my stuff, which is crazy. But so I'm like, goodbye. I saw a meme like yesterday or something or whatever you call it. It's just words on a thing. So I don't (laughs) know if that's a meme, but it said... Not everybody that follows you is a friend. Some some of yeah. the followers are security cameras. I was like, that's yeah. I could feel that. So how much time a day do you spend? So your uh, your hours. You're spending hours of your day between platforms and checking. And yeah, I don't know. Every I, day. I try. I try my best. I mean, I don't get that much crazy stuff now, but I, I also look through because a lot of companies will DM me on Instagram and stuff like that too. So I'm like making sure I'm on top of like. 
if I see a really cool company that one wants to work with me that somehow doesn't have my email, I can at least connect, connect through them with Instagram. Mm. But with TikTok, I get like mentions is like when people like at you and like they make a video about you or something like that. I look through all of those because one, I don't know if someone's making a video about me that's like in a good way or they're making fun of me or if they're saying something nasty or or they're trying to comment about my look or whatever, right? Have you ever had a beef, like public beef and like slap back or anything like that? Not really. Not that I can really remember. I did have one video that I did. I, I felt so bad. Um, I made a video of me like transforming where I would like look normal mm -hmm. and then like I was in a wig in the next like transition and it was like for Halloween or something like that. So I looked like, um, I don't know, spooky-ish. And this guy duetted that video and he was like, What's duetting a video? It's like... Um, I know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you have your video and you can duet it. So you're just showing your reaction to that video. I but see. it's all recorded into mm. the app. So, um, it's like a split screen. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but he, what he uh, wanted to say, he was like, makeup should be illegal because this isn't fair. Because like I looked too different with my makeup on versus like without. So I just like reacted to that video. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you thought I got out of the womb with eyeliner on my face. I'm so sorry. And it was supposed to be a joke, but that video got like 300,000 likes and all these people like bombarded him. And I felt so bad because I didn't think anybody was going to actually care, mm. but that was the only time. And he like deleted the video. He privated his account. Uh -oh. Canceled. He got canceled. I felt bad because like, I didn't think anyone, when I do like talking videos, like most of the time people don't care because I do like visual effects, right? So I was just messing around and oh God, it was so bad. I well, felt it's so all bad. your last name, Killa. Killa. My, that's not my last so name. Killa. <laughs> How'd you come up with that? That's a funny story. Um, so a while back on Instagram, I was like, Selena loves photos. That was my handle because I was like doing photo shoots and stuff like that. And I was like, that's pretty cringy now. I'm older. I want something cool. And the first thing that popped in my head was Killa. And I, no reason at all. I was like, okay, Killa. And then when I downloaded TikTok, I was like, I guess I'll just have it the same as my Instagram because I don't know anything cool other than that. So, and everyone thought my last name was Killa for the it's longest time. It's a good time. name. I mean, Post Malone got That's his true. name through like rap name software or whatever. Like, <laughs> like random, here's a rap name. That's I awesome. I, yeah. just I didn't even know you that. grew up in your data That's birth, the porn name or whatever. Yeah, I got yeah. to take a leak. So how much pressure do you feel that the Instagram managers or the TikTok managers more mm -hmm. pressure you to put content out every day? Is it because is it in their best interest that you keep doing it? They don't they don't talk about that stuff. Usually it's more like I can do whatever I want. They just kind of like update me on essentially like new features and stuff like that. They're not like hounding me every day. It's um, once a month, like a call kind of, or something. Yeah, it's a call. Um, usually with Instagram, I have a call. She just tells me about like new things and things that like I could do to like help my page and whatever. And TikTok, it's like they'll up, they'll tell me like updates within like the app or like certain like maybe events I can go to or something, whatever. But um, it's just my own personal thing to like post every day. Cause like, that's how I, that I just don't like, I think for one whole year I posted every single day. I did not miss a single day except for maybe. So where, where do you handful. draw the line between it becoming an obsession um, <sighs> where you feel like you have to do it, where you say it like you only do it cause you enjoy mm, it, but mm. it's a very thin line you walk. 
I know. When, when it's like a daily chore all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I've been better. There was a time where it was definitely like a chore. But now I think because like I've matured like on the app and like know myself better and where I stand, I definitely think that like I'm okay with like not posting for a day. Like if I can't make it, it's whatever. I'm not going to lose 50,000 followers. I don't care. It's just more of like an I don't care. But like I still love making videos. Like I told myself if I ever stopped like making videos, it would be just because I hated it and like I could not stand it. But I still like it. I still love it. I still love creating looks and creating stuff. But um, that's like the new art form is makeup. Oh, oh makeup! It's intense. I love makeup. I love special effects makeup, and that's kind of how I got into like makeup in general too. So I know how to do like scars, cuts, everything. How does TikTok make money? Are there ads in when you watch? Yeah. Because they partner up with like big corporations. No, but I've never, so. I've never, I've never been so, on it for real. Like, where are the ads in TikTok? I think the first, um. First video that shows up on the app is usually an ad and there's actually like um, just different companies or they'll use actual TikTokers that are like promoting like Walmart or Target or something kind of like that. Right. And it's a video and you can skip it. You don't have to see it. But another really big way that they used to make money was during these live streams. Right. People can gift you things so they can send you like what's it called? Like uh, a a gift, like a um, spotlight, a drama queen or something, something like that. And that could be from like 50 cents to $50, but TikTok takes half of that. Really? Yeah. So I remember there was this point in TikTok. Yeah, it sucks. So everyone (laughs) would like actually put their Venmo in their account being like, just if you want to send me money, send me money through my Venmo because TikTok's going to take half of it anyways. And I think like the most amount of money I made in like one live stream was like $300. So like technically that would have been $600. But is the purpose of the live stream to get people to send you money or? Not necessarily. Like at this point, I don't care. Like I, if people want to send me gifts, I don't ask for gifts. I've never asked for people to like send me donations, please. I think one time I did, if you send me a donation, I will roast you. That's it. Like making fun of you for spending money on me. And I think that was when I got the most money, but that was just because it was funny for the the fans because they wanted me to roast them. But um, yeah, it just, it's a weird concept. But other than that, I know they've signed deals with like probably different companies to do campaigns with them. Um, Now there's a creator program. So if you have like a certain amount of views, they'll pay you some money. So, but I don't like the creator program. So I got out of it because I felt like it was like damaging my views. Because if you think about it, and I don't know if this is true. This is just like what I saw from my experience. If you're posting a video, right, typically I would get like 100,000 likes and it would be like 450,000 views or something like that. And then I joined this program. Do you really think that they're going to want to like spread out your TikToks because that means they're going to have to pay you more? So if you Uh have like, I don't know, a video with like 3 million or 17 million views, they're going to have to pay you a lot of money. So they probably would rather not show your videos to anybody. So they wouldn't have to pay you as much. So when they talked about banning TikTok, did that freak you out? <sighs> they? You mean Trump? Or, yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, Trump. When he talked about it. <laughs> like, I, I'm very fortunate to be able to be one of those creators that doesn't solely rely on TikTok. Like, although that is where my majority of my following is from, I have Instagram, I have my YouTube, I have my music that I, like, make money from, and mm. a lot of brand deals 
come through my Instagram. So I wasn't too worried, like, job-wise. It would have sucked because I love TikTok. I like watching the videos. It's Mm. fun to create. But, like, I know people that were petrified because it was their only social media thing that they had. And they relied too much on that to where they just... If it got banned, they would have no money at all. Well, that happens to a lot of content creators on mm-hmm. YouTube, like channels with huge amounts of following and yep. the, the main income source where it's like, um, you know, and then they get, they get deplatformed. Yep. It's, it's crazy. It's like to invest that much time and energy into something and, and they're just out to be, have it taken away from you. So, That's but terrible. is that off the table now that, or they or Trump? I mean, I mean obviously, I Trump guess can't so. Ban anything, I don't know anything. But, like, <laughs> but yeah. who I bought it? Some American company. Probably. Chipped in. That was the deal. I don't know. I, I'm, I yeah, that was know. the deal that some wall, uh, Amazon or Wall or one big yeah. company mm-hmm. had to invest to buy a local service so yeah. it wouldn't be in China. Where do you see things going in the future? I'm hopefully going to be doing a lot more music stuff because that's i think like my super like main passion i've realized how much i like want that to be like my job hardcore Mm -hmm. um i believe that tiktok is going to be like out like it's gonna die out at one point it's like huge now but like same with every single like social media platform there's gonna be a a dipping point Mm -hmm. so i'd rather like you know expand my or broaden my horizon and do other things but definitely like music um is the main main goal for right now well with music like or the way it was anyway Mm -hmm. was like we would put out a record like once every two years Mm -hmm. and that's when we got the feedback whether we were cool or not Mm -hmm. whereas like with like the current mode of social media stardom it's like every post you it's like the the pressure of that all the time to live under that constantly it's it's got to be exhausting it's it's it is scary i think like especially putting my music on tiktok is like super scary because there are really mean people on tiktok but um yeah if it doesn't blow up on tiktok then like hell where is it where is it gonna blow up because that's like the one place you can like get your music to really get crazy views and streams but um yeah i don't know it's i mean i have a song coming out in like february which i'm petrified for because they're all like pushing for it's gonna be so big and i'm like I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. What advice could you give to people who want want to find success on social media? Um, let me think about this because I want this to be a good answer. Uh, I do too. <laughs> I want you to teach me. <laughs> oh, uh, I think like the main thing is, is like you cannot be fake because people, just like everyone else, they will see right through it from the start. Like. I never try to pose as like another person or think I have like imposter imposter syndrome. Is that what it's called? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Where it's like you put on this like personality just to be online. I'm like, sure, it does happen. But it's like, no, you can't you can't do that because people will see right through you and or you'll become like the bed of the joke where people only view you as a joke. So that's how you get famous. And it's like if that's how you want to live your life. But like also... I don't know. Don't follow trends. Like, don't try to be somebody else. I think that's the main thing because it's like, that's also something that everyone will see through, like the basic white girl or like the e-boys or all this stuff. Just create something from yourself, whatever that is. You'd be surprised with the amount of people that love watching wax videos. And that's their whole career. It's just making wax melts. Mm. But people enjoy that. And like, 
there's always something you can do. Right. So. Or cutting sand. Yeah. Or cutting sand. So I shouldn't make skateboard videos anymore because I'm just trying to be dog face. Yes. No. <laughs> if that's your only reason, no, it's then not. yes. <laughs> but, but everything you said about being yourself and don't mm -hmm. be somebody else, TikTok is based on everybody seeing Doing what the one same person thing. Yeah. does and a million videos What's, of the exact same thing. And I think that's what that's the platform. That's the reason why there's certain people who become famous for being like, you know, the trendsetter. But like for me, I follow trends, but I've never followed it to the T. I always like make it my own. Like there was a whole trend about like, I don't know, the number on your head means like how attractive you are to people. And so I put six, six on my head and like had blood coming out of my mouth because I like I didn't care. But I turned that trend to like be something that I can do and like actually be different. Um, or I would just do whatever I want and they, they turn into trends and then it blow up. But I think people care so much about blowing up that they're just going to do what everyone else does because they think that's what's going to help them when like in actuality, sure, you're going to get famous for being like everyone else, but like are, are actual like creative people going to see you as someone creative? If that uh, makes sense. No, the answer is no. It's a skill to be able to be yourself on camera. It's like, it's, yeah. it's an unnatural thing anyway, talking into a camera. I mean, it used to be, I think it's, yeah. I think we're evolving into that's like, you know, it used to be super embarrassing to like just be sitting there like I, doing that. But and there is still some embarrassment in it, but less and less all the time. I've never felt that ever since I like started filming myself or like had people film me or like I think it just because of my mom. because She always made me take pictures everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like we have albums. So I was like everywhere we go, I'd be like a little bit embarrassed. But like I was used to having a camera in my face. So it's like there's some people like that, but I'm like. I just, I was never scared. I didn't like, just didn't What care. do your folks think about what you do? Um, I think my mom was very excited. She wrote down all of my like stats every day when I first started. Like she. See, but that's too much pressure too. I man. was, but like also like that's I like used to be. That's like a baseball dad. I know like, that. You know, like, you know. The thing is, I used to be a ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. So she was very supportive of that too. She was like. That's Japanese. That's a Japanese mom for mm -hmm. you. Like that's just like our culture. She's very. She's very into it. She will be very pushy. But like if it weren't for her, I don't think I would have the work ethic that I have now to where I'm always like going, 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 going. But my dad, he was like, whatever makes you happy. Cool. Um, but now, like since I moved to New York, they're like, oh, this is like real. Wow. This is crazy. And then I had like a, a feature in a magazine and they're like on print and they're just like that. You're like real. This is like a real thing. I'm yeah. like, yeah. You're so, a celebrity. I wouldn't say that though. <laughs> but when, when your folks see like you in a magazine, because yeah. they're old school, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. so that, that kind of like registers more, probably. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, mm. it was it was weird when I told them I'm like, yeah, I'm making music now. I'm getting flown out to LA. Hey, I'm gonna move to New York because I have a bunch of business propositions and stuff here. So, yeah, they were really excited and they were very very proud of me and they they pushed me really hard to work hard. So. And are you loving New York or what? I love New York. I fell in love like the first time that I came here was for a photo shoot for like Sperry. And I've never been. I never cared about coming to New York because I like lived all around the world. So I was like, ah, oh, it's New York. And then I fell in love with the city like instantaneously. And then I met like my friends that I know here now. And I was like, yeah, I like I like New York way better than L.A. What, by a long shot. What about as compared to Japan? 
Japan will always hold a very special place in my heart because that's where all of my family is. Um, I think the way of life is a lot different, um, but it's kind of like even for me. I like, and also I haven't been in New York long enough, like lived here long enough to like know how I feel, but Japan is perfect. And you've come in like in the height of a pandemic. So. I, I waited, like I was supposed to move a year ago. Um, and that's when like COVID really hit like crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. And then like, I kept getting like job offers and like things that I had to do and come to New York for. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay here for like a couple of months quarantine, literally not go anywhere, but like at least get my work done. And then it just came to the point where I was like, kept getting jobs in New York. And I was like, okay, I need to like, I need, I have to move. So I just like planned it out. And I try, I like quarantined for a month in my mom's house just to make sure I didn't get anyone sick and got tested and was like, okay. We're good. Let's move. So, that's cool. So musically, like, what what are your main influences? Who are the fa- who are your favorite artists? Do you like any older artists? I I do. I kind of like jump. I used to listen to a lot of jazz. Um, Did you ever Jones. listen to Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was big, big, big fan of the Trogs and the Beatles, which you don't really hear in my music at all. But um, I grew up listening to them and like <laughs> the Cure from my dad. Um, but as of right now, I love Phoebe Bridgers. She's, I just, it's not even so much like her singing voice cause I love it. It's more for lyricism. So I like focus on a lot of artists that like push like lyricism over like just hitting high notes or something like that. But Phoebe Bridgers is a like, huge FK twigs. Um, I'm trying to think if I know anybody. You should hear this guy's lyrics. Oh, I know. I listen to your music, too. <laughs> Come on. Dude. It's like I've literally worked with him. We've worked I know. together. Okay, because he said Phoebe and lyrics. Yeah. I was like, this guy. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm always bad with names. That's also something. Right. I've also been really into hyperpop, which is weird. What's hyperpop? You know, hyperpop is... I don't know. I don't it's, know the name. Um, but it's, it's, I'm assuming it's, do you know it's pop. Very, do you know, like, 100 Gex? No. You know 100 Gex? I don't. I'm like, you know. You got nothing from this I listen to the the Rolling Stones and the Velvet Underground. Good. Um, (laughs) Thank God. No, No, like. I was actually listening to uh, Keen Baby today a lot. That song, you know that one? Orange. I I forget what it's called. Maybe. I think so. I'm not sure. I'm bad with names. Really bad with names. Me too. I think I might have even got his name wrong. Wrong. (laughs) I'll look it up real quick. But um, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of different people. Hyper pop, hyper pop is weird because I know a lot of people baby that Keem. baby Keem, oh baby Keem, okay, baby Keem, yeah, I orange li- soda, that song, okay, I okay, love okay, yeah, I've, I've, uh, hyper pop is like weirdly, also I made a hyper pop song with somebody the other day, like that didn't come out because of just like logistical, logistical issues, but um, yeah, which I don't listen to that for like lyrics, I listen to it to like how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like balancing of trying to figure out what is it fast pop. I'm what makes it. I hyper? don't know the exact like definition, but if you want to go, let's just put hyper pop. It's like hundred gex. It's very much crunchy, <laughs> crunchy electric, uh-huh. very fast beat music, I guess. And there's a lot of like always like um, voice changers and stuff like that. But right, so real technological, very technological. Yeah, you can you can record on your phone and just put it in a program and do everything there and just make an entire like song on your computer instead of like actually having on your to. phone. Probably, I I wouldn't be surprised if someone would be able to do that. 
So are you going to make like an album and put it out on iTunes and that kind of thing? Like veer off of like just being on TikTok and oh, just do sure. a proper record and Definitely. go on tour and all that? I, that's the dream. I think right now because of COVID, things are a little like all over the place. Um, we're, I know I'm going to drop the single. I'm going to drop an EP and then we're going to have plans to do a whole album. But we're also like talking to like record labels and stuff like that to like see, you know, who wants who wants what or what's going to go down. But um I want to have an album so bad. I have so yeah. many ideas. And I haven't even have a music video out, which is crazy because everyone's like, you're the visual person. You should have a music video. Like, yeah, why don't you make one for Mile High? Like, I wanted to. Didn't we talk about we it? We talked about yeah, it. like it's on, just, in an airplane. It like, sucks. It's, like, it's COVID. <laughs> right. Like trying to get people to like come together and make at least a somewhat like That's going to end good. soon, I think. Oh, I know. I hope. I, I hope so. But like the minute that that's done, I have so many ideas to like, projects and like even creating like an art collective of like all these different artists and stuff like that so really exciting do you work on songs in a similar fashion as you work on videos like do you have a writing ethic or do you write <sighs> lyrics all the time or anything like that i go through phases so i will have an idea like maybe like a one sentence and i'll just like write the whole song um without even thinking about like beats just like the melody and then other days I'll like go maybe with like a producer somewhere and they'll just like play something. I'm like, okay, I'll just make it up on the spot. Like my recent song, that's literally, I just made everything up on the spot. And so it just, it depends, but it's very different for my videos. For my videos, I just kind of sit there and I'm like, this would be cool. And I just film it. Mm -hmm. And like, it goes how I want it to go usually. So I do that same approach with music. I'm mm -hmm. just like, oh, this will be cool. Yeah. You know, like I hate fixating and thinking too much about it because then I feel like you're going to hear the tension in my voice or like the tension in like the lyrics instead of like it being like free. And just you have out to, there. you have to figure out that balance of like disengaging the wrong part of your mind mm -hmm. and letting mm -hmm. the unconscious come out, but then Definitely. shaping it with your mind. But if it's all in your mind, it becomes like a dark rabbit hole. Oh yeah, no. It's torture. And then everything sounds bad. Yeah, and it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and when everyone else hears it like this sounds amazing, you're like, "No, it's not. No, never." I've been working on a new project and just going into it like um I've been it's a it's a new band and they're sending me music to oh. sing and write songs over like just the top line or whatever. Oh, that's cool. And I just approach it where like this Brian Eno trick which is as soon you don't listen to it at all before you're recording so you set up the vocal mic mm -hmm. and, and you and press you play go. and record and then you react in real time to it and that's like that's that genius. that's a way of like um yeah like kind of kicking your mind out of the equation I've, I've done that a couple of times actually um because yeah. it's more satisfying because like when you actually get something that like works really well it's like sublime yeah and just to not and to not be like to not overthink it to not pressure yourself to make it make sure it's good mm -hmm. like not you know just turn the critic off yeah you that's know. the biggest thing yeah i'm my biggest critic i will listen to things over and over and over again and somehow find something that sounds off and everyone's like mm, it's perfectly pitched you're fine yeah i mean on this project i'm working on mm -hmm. like some of the, like I'm writing these lyrics and I'm and I'm just being workmanlike about it. Like I, mm -hmm. I got to get this done, and there'll be like lines where I'm just like, okay, that's probably a throwaway one that I'll like change later. And then when I like 
step away from it and come back to it two weeks later or something, mm -hmm. those will be my favorite lines on it. Yeah. You know? That's always so good, though. It's a vulnerability. Yeah. So, I love stepping away and coming back to things, though. Yeah. It's always so much better. There's power in vulnerability. Definitely. You know? Yeah. I guess that's the part about being yourself. Yeah, of course. You know? It's a self-esteem issue, all this stuff. I have, I don't have self-esteem issues. <laughs> that's what I tell myself. Really? Because if, I think for me, I like, I go by like fake it till you make it because everyone's like, how are you so confident? How are you so like okay with being like vulnerable and stuff and like just putting yourself out online? It's so, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what other people think of me. I don't care if someone doesn't like me. I'm happy with myself. And if you want to join me on that ride, awesome. Just like. What kind of practices do you do to get yourself in that place? Do you meditate? Do you like go on a run? Do you I. I actually practice the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love manifesting. It's Abraham like my, Hicks. Yep. Do you listen to do yes. you listen to her? Yes. Yes. Or them. Them. But yeah, I I also like do like a lot of like sleep meditation stuff too. Like I'll listen to like a lot of things like affirmations and whatnot. while you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. I do that too. It's ugh, it helped my insomnia like so much. So that's why I continue to do it. Which ones do you like? I found this one guy called Doxy, which is like such a random dude but he has like three hour ones and i pass out before them and they're just his voice just sounds doxy doxy i, I gotta check him out yeah he has like a picture of a dachshund that's why it's like <laughs> doxy okay. but like they're pretty good um i mean i like to think that's how i got like my job that i have now is because i manifested for like two years that i wanted to like do something in the entertainment business and then all of a sudden it happened and i was like yeah crazy i believe in that I believe in it. But what sucks about believing in that is when you go through periods of like self-destruction and you're not on that. And then you're like, no, I'm manifesting dark shit now. Yep. Yep. No, I think we've all been through that. Yeah. Ugh. So was it specific ones that were like, you're going to be famous? No. You're, it, <laughs> I think, you're amazing. No. I Asking think, for a friend. People <laughs> are going to love you. I think it was funny because it was like, there was one specific one of like getting the job that you want and it would just be like imagine yourself that you have this job already what would you do what would be the outcome how would you do this and it'd be like just imagine that you have this job and it would just like consistently talk about that or if it's like creating wealth be like imagine yourself successful how would that look for you blah 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 so, mainly how does it feel like yeah. you're supposed to you're supposed to be able to feel the future oh yeah that you want to create it's 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 a tall order sometimes it is but i mean i should probably do it more than i should i want to get into like meditation but like honestly my schedule is kind of crazy right now where i'm like i can't fit it in but i know i could it's just waking up early well supposedly on. it creates more time yeah you know yeah. the time that you spend if you spend 15 minutes meditating mm -hmm. you know you it actually gives you more, more time. time which is i should do that <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's about it. Just when it comes to, I just don't, I just don't care anymore when everybody thinks of me. Yeah. Which is like a weird sentiment to have, but. But is it, is that genuine? I mean, if, on some level you must care. Oh, there's always like that one level of like, you should care about what people think of you because like, obviously you want to be aware of that because then that turns into like egotistical and like what self-love, like crazy stuff. But like, I think down to the nitty gritty, 
if I want to go out looking a certain way and someone gives me a good, like, weird look, Mm -hmm. that's not going to affect my day. Like, how it would, like, somebody who's really, like, down on themselves or, like, very insecure. Because I just realized, I'm like, I can't can't waste time focusing what everyone else wants me to look like or talk like or act like because I'm happy and, like, I've I've done this much this far by trusting in myself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I still do care, obviously, but it's more like when I say I don't care, it's more like I just don't care about what these people give so much a damn about like right well you're reminding yourself to mm -hmm. not let that limit you yeah no exactly because the minute that you let people tell you all this stuff about yourself and you start believing it that's where it goes wrong so yeah it's like you have to uh arrive at a place of Mm self-validation in this world of external validation Validation. i mean tiktok embodies external validation it also embodies Mm self-validation it's it's a very weird seesaw yeah it's it's very odd Um, strange why do you think humans evolved into this i don't know but it's so scary (laughs) (laughs) they like it's it's crazy because like someone could have one video about this one skincare thing that worked for them right Mm. so it will sell out in minutes even though it's not going to work for everyone because it's a very specific thing but like people just do they just reach for it because they they care so much about like Oh, I have to look this way or I have to act this way or, you know, it's, it's so weird. They just kind of made a little breeding ground of like insecure people on TikTok, which is scary. Yeah. Have you, have you developed, um, like, uh, um, armor against envy of your peers or envy? Like has, has envy reared its ugly head in your world? Oh, for sure. I think I've definitely lost a few friendships because of that. Um, which was like weird, but then I came to realize if like, if you're really that jealous of me, I don't know how I can help you because I'm just doing what I'm doing. It still breaks your heart though. Oh, a little bit. But like, to me, it's like, if you're not going to be willing to support me and like be happy for me and you don't want to see me grow, then why, why would I put so much effort into someone that's like genuinely just envies me all the time Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's like balancing relationships and trying to decide what's worth like having and what's not what's actually going to damage you in the end if that makes sense but like i've run into like those people that are like people from my high school that message me like when did you get so famous oh my god remember when we used to talk i'm like you literally bullied me in high school go away what what are you talking about but yeah yeah, I was listening to this one, like some motivational video. I think it was like Tyrese Gibbons or something. I don't know, but he was like making this point, like stop hanging out with fake friends. Like when you walk into a room and one of your fr- and one of your like quote unquote friends say, "I see you out there making money," like or whatever. <laughs> like he was like, "They don't like you. <laughs> They're mad." You know, it's like yeah, I could see that though. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that stuck in my mind for some reason. Yeah. Because you can't walk around paranoid either or like, or also judgmental of others as well. But, you know, humans are just delicate creatures at the end of the day. No, for sure. You know? I don't know. I think I've just built like a very thick shell. Yeah. (laughs) That's, I think, the best way to explain it. I think you need it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's not a bad thing as long as you can still have empathy and love. Oh, Yeah. Which I do have, guys. I'm not crazy, I promise. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, some psycho. I, I still care about things and love people and have feelings. But um, Do you, you ever kinda... check out NPD videos, Narcissistic Personality Disorder? 
Oh yeah, I've seen those. I mean, I I think that's a huge. That's like, a huge that's problem a huge, now. Well, it's a huge culture on YouTube as well. I don't know. Really? Like, oh yeah, there's uh, there's tons of them. You know, and that's just crazy. the whole premise about people that put on a mask and their real intention is to destroy you. Uh, see, that's. Uh... What's crazy is like when I think about some of my friends or people that I know why they joined TikTok is because they wanted to be TikTok famous. I wanted to be in the inter- in, in, yeah, entertainment industry because I wanted to be able to like live a job or have a job where I can live almost anywhere. I live somewhere cool and like make money. Mm-hmm. But like it wasn't because I'm like I needed to be TikTok famous. I literally joined because I wanted to show off Japan and my parents. So I had like good intentions and then it like everybody everybody joining tiktok now is like wanting to be famous and i think that that's the worst intention ever because like that just goes through your head and then they turn into like this person that's like online personality versus because i've met sorry i'm just talking rambling um that's i've met what this is. i know <laughs> i always get told to off talk and um, <laughs> but i met some people at playlist that shocked me and how different they are in real life versus what they're What's like online playlist? it's like a convention where a bunch of creators go and like they do meet and greets and they meet with fans and stuff like that and i wasn't invited i just went because all my friends went i didn't realize i had that many fans that was like the first time i had like lines of people ask for like my picture i was like this is crazy and some people were very inappropriate and rude but that's on them but yeah some of these creators i saw like i was shocked with how different they were and like how they would talk to me as if i was a nobody and they'd be like so what are you here for and i'm like oh i do tiktok they're like what's your at and I show them and I have more followers than them. And then all of a sudden they switch and they're like, oh, my God, I love your videos. I was mm-hmm. like, you didn't know me two seconds ago. How did this happen? Right. It's, it happens in every industry. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's crazy. But it's, it's called like, Humanity 101. <laughs> exactly. right there. That's, that's Except not, with TikTok, there's an actual with number. It's a so, number. Yes. And yeah. it's like it's having, having that right. happen right, right in front well, of you. musicians, unless you're Springsteen. <laughs> the scale is not immediate yeah. well, how big you are. Like, well, the judgment with musicians too isn't solely based on numbers, or mm. at least it didn't used to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like uh, it, the like you could be it's more like, respect. Well, yeah, you could just be somebody that people respected, and maybe you didn't have that big of a following, but people still yeah. treated you a certain kind. In this new day and age, me. it's like so numbers. Ba- it's so What's, hard. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. Like that just reminded me of something of like what I was talking about earlier is that um, there's like a new surge of like TikTok musicians, right? And they'll like blow up and instantaneously they'd get like 10 million like monthly listeners on Spotify Mm -hmm. and like their song will get 60 million streams. But then you have someone who's like top of my head, like Rico Nasty has like maybe like 4 million monthly listeners, Mm -hmm. but she is respected. She is like in there and people are going to. I wrote a song with her and grandma. Oh, you wrote that song with them? Well, I, yeah, I wrote I wrote part of that song. Ah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I met Rico. What's that song called again? Do you remember? Um, <laughs> the one I wrote? <laughs> that one? <laughs> oh my God, now it's not on the top of my head. Oh my I literally God, know the lyrics too. Oh He's going to kill you. Um, I love you, Liam. Sorry. Um, stop and grind. Stomp stop, and grind. Stomp and grind. See, right. I got it. Yeah, um, I, I, co- like I co-wrote that with them. Oh, I love Rico. Yeah, oh, that's great. a great track. But like... Check that one out. Stomp and grind. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> How do you spell Rico? Rico. R-I-C-O. Nasty. Nasty. Nice. Miss, that's uh, Janet I, Jackson. If you know, <laughs> what's that lyric? 
I don't even know. You don't remember? Not that? a Janet fan over here. Sorry. <laughs> All right. But um, what was I saying? Uh, it's Janet, Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, that's the line. <laughs> but back to what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, not that like um, one of these like you know influencer singers they're not respected, but like they instantly got numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, how does she have? however many followers and this person like Rico Nasty only has this much and like it doesn't really matter because at least she has like respect and Mm -hmm. basically like a good core of people that like follow her diligently this was more of like a I don't know a one hit wonder one hit wonder and like I've seen people who this one guy he had like was it 178 million streams on a song and I heard his album and I was disappointed because it wasn't it just didn't sound anything like the one hit wonder right Mm -hmm. so it was like god and they have so many like monthly listeners, but it's like TikTok kind of just created this numbers thing. But right. I don't know. At least like there's still respect in like music, I think at least. Yeah. But well, there's yeah. longevity. I mean, that's kind. Of, it's similar to how it's always been, though. There's always mm-hmm. been huge pop, even like in you know all along the way. There's been one hit wonders and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's not new. But they're just the thing is, is that because they're influencers. And they get those views and they get those streams. They're just going to keep making music again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. And see, they're going to be really mediocre or they get better. Yeah. But it, for a lot of these people, I know it's a cash grab, which like but hurts. They're me. also on the same conveyor belt as, as everyone else is. It's like it's it's tough when you get that much success because then everything oh, yeah. after that you compare just, to it yep. and it can drive you down. Yep. So you know, it's, it's a, a weird double edged sword. It is. I just hope, you know, people listen to my music. <laughs> That's hey. why you ultimately have to get into the isness of everything. The yeah. I am. Like, you know, do you ever do you ever hear this guy Muji? That sounds really familiar. He's like a guru on YouTube, but mm-hmm. he's really cool. I've been checking him out lately. <laughs> yeah. And it's just all about being in the present moment mm-hmm. and just like taking your mind and your thoughts and just putting them away and what's what's with you that's been with you the whole time like mm. like at you know you go through all these changes as a human being but there's some part of you that has been unchanging throughout the whole journey from when you were a little girl to now and if you identify and you 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 sort of focus your identity on that part of you that mm-hmm. that consciousness that's that's the same within all of us and you start identifying with that more and more and just being in the present moment that's the whole that's the whole premise of it is like self discovery like mm-hmm. self inquiry like inquiring about what you actually are the the part of you that is <gasps> immune to likes and and yeah. all those kind of things like that's you know i i feel i get a lot of comfort in focusing on those kind of mm-hmm. things more and more that but you only weird. arrive at needing to do that from trauma like because mm. if everything's like coasting along and you're doing great it's fun to identify mm-hmm. with your your externals at that point because your externals are a blast yeah it's only when the externals turn on you and it seems like this is bad but actually that's maybe the biggest gift because that forces you to go to what's like you know what's actually true Mm-hmm. you know just go, going into a little deep moment there yeah <laughs> i'm like thinking like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really just know? sitting there like wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot of thoughts in my head right now 
Well, ultimately, that's what I think enlightenment is. If you can yeah. arrive at yeah. that space and stay there, God. you know, because because ultimately, you know, the the material world is is deeply insecure. Mm-hmm. Like, and all these things are deeply insecure, you know. And and you can you can be riding high on them for a while, but eventually things will change, and and you'll still be there. But it's good news because, you know, the isness mm-hmm. or whatever the I am is like actually wonderful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sitting there just like taking it all in. Like, wow, I actually should think about these things, and I'm like, I have nothing to say. Well, you you will. I mean, you will. It's like you know. I mean, you can't avoid it eventually, especially if you're um, somebody who's a searcher, which I think you are, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, your success comes from that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to bum everybody out. I'm not even bummed out. I'm just like thinking. (laughs) Thanks, guys. (laughs) No, yeah, that's. uh, I feel like a lot of people can learn from that, especially like for my job because I feel like they just get overtaken by like material things and like external things all the time that they never, they just miss that one part of them. And that's when they start losing like parts of their sanity. I feel like. Yeah. Well, if you identify with solely with the material plane and, and you know, externals, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's designed to drive you insane because it's ever changing and and insecure. You can't build a house on a, on water. Yeah. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> you like, could probably. You probably could, but like you know, you're, you're the the isness is where like mm-hmm, you're, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's where you you can root yourself and be like, you know, sort of immune to all the externals. Yeah. Thinking. Sorry. <laughs> it's all like, good. Wow. <laughs> you could make a TikTok about that. Isness. Isness. It's like anytime someone mentions something like that to me, I literally sit there and I'm like, just I just can't even talk. I just think and I'm like, yes, I agree. Mind this is your great. own business. Focus on the isness. <laughs> you should make that. I'm gonna make that. Yeah, just, Maybe that'll it. be my Cut next. Yeah. That's it. That'd be perfect. Yeah. People will use it. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at me puzzled. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Something wrong? No. Okay, good. <laughs> no. I've been doing that lately, though. Just uh, refocusing. Like, I went on a long walk last night and was mm-hmm. just like, you know, trying to get out of bad habits and just like mm. wasting time and get out of procrastination and just like challenging yourself to, you know, to get rid of the habits you know aren't serving you Mm -hmm. you know it's the same thing you were talking about with like what you do with mantras and like uh and manifesting it's the same thing oh yeah no i need i mean i need to get out of a lot of bad habits join that club right (laughs) and the older you get the the worse it is because when you're younger you can be like okay well whatever i you know i'm this age but when you get to be my age and you're still like up to weird shenanigans you're like what the fuck is wrong i mean i feel so old and i know i'm not old i know i'm only 23 (laughs) right and it's like i'm sitting here i know like it's it's so weird because like you have these kids like blowing up everywhere Mm -hmm. like they're literally like 16 and they have a Lamborghini and it's so weird yeah. but I'm sitting here and I'm just like yeah I should probably wake up at 8 o'clock not 2 o'clock um, 
sometimes I do that, but we're going to keep it on a tight schedule, guys. It's just, ugh, it's so weird. Yeah. Hopefully moving to New York, they'll help me a little bit because I, I know I'm going to be working a lot more and have to keep my, my shit together. Oh, I've, sorry. Done that. <laughs> I've done that this week. I, I've made a, a pact with myself to get up at like seven in the morning, mm. every morning, and, I, and mostly been doing good with it. But like last night, for instance, I couldn't sleep. But since I set my like intention to wake up early, I mm -hmm. still wake up early. Yeah. So I'm dealing with low sleep, which is probably why I got all into the isness. Isn't <laughs> Your mind just kind of like <laughs> my mind goes to the isness. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. No, I mean I used to wake up at like 4:30. This is like when I lived in Germany when I was dancing. I used to mm -hmm. wake up like 4:30, get ready, go to the gym, do that, then go to dance class all day, and like get finished at like nine or ten um cook go to bed start over like six days a week right. and like it was hell and now i'm just kind of like living those like teenage phase where like i just sleep in and, like i don't care that's okay sometimes like, uh, too though because that nighttime energy is good too like, oh yeah you know especially as a creative it's like i think i think approaching it in different ways is is not bad mm -hmm. you know i i used to just do most of my recording and writing super late into the night like i'd Same. be up till five in the morning and then i'd sleep till two but i'd be really productive mm -hmm. but you know then you want to challenge yourself to like see to explore different avenues and different ways of being in the world no i remember some of my best work was like I would like do a, st I would start a makeup look at like 12 and I'd be like, okay, I'll just do this for an hour and then go to bed and I'd stay up and like do crazy videos and then go to bed at four and then yeah. have to wake up at like eight because I was still like with my mom at the time and she'd be like, you have to wake up at eight. That's what normal people do. So I'd have like four <laughs> hours have of to sleep be normal. and I would have four hours of sleep and wake up of like, good morning. I'm totally, <laughs> she's like, are you okay? I'm like, I totally slept a full eight hours. Um, and then just do it over again. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nighttime's just a great place to like create stuff. It really is. It's like so quiet. That's what I feel like. Everyone's like sleeping. You just kind of have the world to yourself and you just can like push yeah. out some great stuff. But you know, I was, uh, you know, that guy, Childish Gambino, mm -hmm. Danny Glover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows who he is. But, uh, and he's just insanely talented across many. He's yeah, amazing. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah, it's wild. But he, I read an interview with him where he was talking about he got was writing his theory was writing songs right when he first woke up, like wake up really early. Oh shit! And I tried that, inspired by him, and it really did work. It was a similar thing. It's just mm -hmm. like somehow when you're like first thing out of bed and you start writing, mm -hmm. you know, or morning pages. Have mm -hmm. you ever heard of that mm -hmm. morning pages mm -hmm. and where you write just three pages of gibberish and stuff like that. Yeah. Wait, that would actually be a really cool idea. Yeah, that's a thing. That's it, from the artist's way. It's a book. Uh, I think Cameron is her last name. Janet Cameron, maybe. I might mm -hmm. be getting that name wrong. But the morning pages where you just write three pages of gibberish first thing. And then the idea being that it it helps you um, write a, like... When then you try to write a poem later, you're kind of more tapped in. Mm. And it's worked out for me, that kind of stuff. Do you write any poetry? Oh, yeah. I in fact, too. one of my... You do too? Yeah, I love poetry. Me too. It's like my all-time favorite thing now, which is crazy because I never thought I could write. But then I was like, oh, I'm good at this. Yeah, I wrote one last night um, on my walk. It's short. 
I'll read it to you. Let's hear it. Yes. <laughs> it's real short. It's very isness related. So um, I posted it. Oh, I wrote this one today. Mm-hmm. You are in the future now, or is it now? No, it's now. That's that one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this one's called The Final Blossom. This is what I wrote last night. Strength is a heart that is full of trust. Faith is the anchor of power. Hope the blueprint of courage. Allow your mistakes to center you in love immortal. And then eternity is yours to make laughter the final blossom. That's pretty. I like that. That's nice, right? That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> I like it. on a tea bag or yeah. something. <laughs> you just like, you look, oh. <laughs> it's a fortune cookie. Oh, so the first funny. one was definitely a fortune cookie. Yeah. So you write poetry, huh? I like, I kind of do this weird thing where it's like, it's probably not considered poetry because it's not like perfectly structured as poetry, but like I do these journal entries, but they're very like cryptic uh-huh. <laughs> and um, sometimes they'll be really short. Sometimes they'll be really, really long. Um, but a lot of those uh, things I take, like my poetry, I take that and I turn it into like music. So that's mm-hmm. like why I do it so often. And like I used to do this thing where I would listen to classical music and I'd force myself to like write the entire um, song. So it'd be like 10 minutes or something, but I would still that's like... That's a great practice. Yeah. And I would do that and then I would read it out, lo- out loud with the song playing and then it would kind of sound like a song. Mm-hmm. So I would take parts of like certain certain like lines and whatnot and like kind of mash it into a song um but yeah i love i love writing i think that was like one of the few things i totally forgot that i was good at like in school was writing and then when i like started writing more music i was like oh that's just what i did in school but like different like awesome but i love poetry i have um i can't remember what what author is my favorite i always forget her name Anne sexton no, she's Sylvia Plath. She does a lot of. She did this one. Adrian Rich. No, it's it's something. I think it's Lang. I can't remember if her last name's Lang, but she did. I think her husband's also like a writer, and she did the series where she would write one book for him, and it would be like through phases of like love throughout like life, and mm. then he also wrote one like about her, and they're beautiful and they're like perfect. That's nice. They're, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's very short. It's very like to the point. But some of them, I was like. I was sitting on the plane. I read the whole book. I have some old man was sitting next to me. I was like crying. I was like, oh my God. But um, I take a lot of inspiration from her, from like how she writes. And I can't remember her name for the love of God. Something Lang. Something Lang. I uh, I know what her books look like. They're like very beautiful. They're like always a pretty color and has like a picture of this like little girl. But um, yeah. Are you going to make a book? I mean, one day that would be nice um, because I yeah, actually... Good idea right now. Right now? Hell yeah. Like Rimbaud not, wrote all these amazing poems. He was 17. I don't feel like I'm like developed enough. I feel like I need more experience in like life to write something that's like meaningful. But I know that's not true. But like, that's, that's kind of how I see it. But that's I, not true. <laughs> but uh, I used to do these like live streams like really late at night when I was feeling kind of like sad. And I'd be like, okay, guys, we're going to read through my journal poetry book. And I would just read read poems read them to, and they're like why is this so emotional right now it's like why is this really good i'm like yeah and people have said like i should release a book but like maybe maybe I think you should it would be like very small like a little pamphlet probably i'd be too scared to write anything huge well one of the but, things i want to do is like make like when i think of making tiktoks or like even like doing like sort of poetry things mm-hmm. within that field oh, what do, do you it. think about that there's a whole community that's like poetry oh. yeah um actually even like my friend mod they are 
one of the best writers and they will do like a visual look that matches like their poetry and then they would um read it out loud and then that's it that's the video but people loved it and took it really well because it was like some new art form even though it's not really new but it's more accessible because it's on tiktok so there's a huge poetry there's like people that review poetry there's people that like do it for their art they're like it's great i would say go for it yeah we almost did that 12 years ago i remember you were gonna read poetry and we were gonna film it and yeah just you could do it on your own right i'm gonna do it Man, so that's what I love about all this stuff is it does open up like, you know, you could, you know, there's all obviously all these negatives attached to it. Like what we were discussing, some of the potential pitfalls of all this kind Mm -hmm. of focusing on the external and all that. Mm -hmm. But I do love it for the fact that it's expanding what art is. Yes. You know, it's very Andy Warhol. Yeah, a little bit. The whole thing. I think so. I mean, I, I know people that would create minute long films and they would do series and build off of that and do characters and like even like do a whole set design for something on tick that like like trying to explain a whole series a whole story in a minute is crazy but they hit it perfectly and Mm -hmm. i feel like that probably wouldn't have happened if it weren't for platforms like tiktok right and just starting this new like era of artists and like merging everybody together and like collaborations and stuff like that too so it's it's really interesting. It's expansive. Like I Very. like I think of Andy Warhol, like his film, The Empire. I think it's I don't know what it's called, but Empire State Building. It's just the Empire State Building mm-hmm. for like eight hours, you know. And, and when he would talk about like, you know, like I watched that. He was just like the edit. He's like editing is too hard. So like his approach was like this. I is, guess I'm you just, know what? Yeah, <laughs> that like kind of makes a point though. <laughs> yeah. Well, he you know obviously he's like. You know, well, it's Andy Warhol. Well, nudging, nudging convention all yeah, the time, for sure, or slashing convention. Mm. But mm-hmm. man, what else? What we've we <laughs> have we covered it all? <laughs> we covered more than I thought we would cover. It was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Why? Really? No, because I, you know, I met you, and I know you have a big soul. You know, a soul? so. Yeah. Thank you. I was always, I'm always so nervous to do like stuff like this because I'm like, I'm gonna stumble on my words and sound dumb at one point, but like, I'll catch up. I'll do something good. Listen, <laughs> how many have we? What number is this? One four one uh, fourteen one hundred fourteen or one hundred fifteen. I'm not sure. And I still, <laughs> and I'm still nervous. <laughs> you know, so you know, uh, you never get used to it. But thank you. Thanks for coming. Song. Yeah, on. no, it was Great so much guess. fun. Yeah, Yay. you really were. And inspiring, definitely. Really? Oh, Absolutely. thank you. Which that is the means most a lot. important thing. That's, that means a lot coming from you. Hey, one other question, though. Yes. Um, so the I didn't know about that you were a ballerina. Yeah. So have you made any TikToks around that? I used to a while back, like a year ago. Um, I would like dance to songs that aren't like technically ballet music and dance mm-hmm. ballet to it or right. whatever. But it was like I wasn't dancing at the time. Like I still don't dance. But like I was in Germany training at like a state school. Like I wasn't like a I did a dance class when I was seven. Right. So it was, you like, got skills. Oh, I do have skills. So like, I mean, I, I, that, I would think that would be huge. On, oh, yeah. But like I use it in a music video. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like actually yeah. using that because I love to dance and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people didn't know I could sing too. So that was also random for everyone. They're like, why mm-hmm. can you do everything? I said, well, 
I don't know. But um, yeah, I was it was pretty good. I wanted to be a choreographer, so yeah. Well, there's still time. You can do, oh, you can do it all. I, uh, you know, maybe. The, the other thing with that though, one point is I think what people love about TikTok and those mm-hmm. mediums is it invites everybody in to like the, you know the fact that lip syncing, for instance, has yeah. now become. Huge. A, you know, a huge art form mm-hmm. that some people are really good at it and other people not so much. It's actually like you can actually tell the difference. difference. But yeah. it's like something like even with, and with dancing, it mm-hmm. has to be almost like a dance that that you, people, all people can do. Oh, in yeah. In a way. Oh, yeah. Like so if you then showed off like serious ballerina chops. Some people. That might actually not work yeah. in that no, in that realm for sure because like I've right? seen that happen and like there's people that blow up because they are very beautiful dancers and right. they're like great extension they do stuff that like the normal body couldn't so that's why they're so interested in it mm-hmm. but I think the reason why like these TikTok dances are so popular is because everyone can do them and they're fun right. like I made a TikTok dance that like went viral apparently. And like, I didn't even know because I did it like four months ago. And then all of a sudden, these two girls from some famous like house, TikTok house did it. And I was like, okay. And they credited me. And then every, and my my whole channel like was like filled with people just doing this dance. And it was the most easiest dance I've ever done. That's got to be fun as hell when that It was happens. so funny. It was, and the, it was funny because like the actual like, um, the artist of the song, like he shouted out the girls that like did my dance mm-hmm. instead of me. And we were, no, I was like, hold on. I said, this is my dance, dude. And then he made a new video. He's like, I'm so sorry. She's the creator of the dance. Eh." And it was funny. But, um, that's good. TikTok. You stood up for yourself. Of course. I was like, this is my, I have some, I have so many of my videos stolen from me all the time. And when that happens, I either let go or I'm like, actually, that's my idea. You stole it. Like, this is too close Mm -hmm. to my video. Not even like a trend, like a complete, like, fake makeup crazy thing. They'll copy it to the T. And I'm like, it's not wild when people are just like dead on copy. It's bold. Like, it's, it's bold. I feel like it's fine to be inspired by. Mm-hmm. And even like I like to wear influences on my sleeve. I Like when I wear influences on my sleeve, I feel like it's a show of confidence mm-hmm. in my own individuality. Mm-hmm. Like I don't view it like it's in a way I feel like it's, yeah, just kind of confident almost. But, yeah. but to just to completely just copy to is tea. crazy. Is it's sad. I've had yeah, I've had a lot of people do that before, and um, yeah, I I usually don't like comment or say anything because I'm like, you know what, my video is bigger. I don't care. And, but some some of them really bothered me because it was like too close. Where I was like, dude, I created this whole entire scene, character, makeup, and you just took it and didn't credit me. You know. But no, nah, it's whatever. It's TikTok. It's, it's whatever. It's TikTok. It's TikTok. It's no, life on no, planet Earth. <laughs> Literally. All right. Well, thank but, you for coming on. Yeah, What's thank your you sweater so much. say? Wasted Paris? Mm-hmm. I thought it was Westeros. <laughs> like no, somebody sent the side. It's neat. They sent me this. Just some company. So. Looks good. Thank you so much. All right. Ehud, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Follow us on Support social us media. Support us on Patreon. Yeah, support us on Patreon. You want to give your socials out? Yeah, follow me on TikTok at Selena Killa, Instagram Selena Killa, <laughs> Twitter Selena underscore Killa. That's about it. <laughs> in right. my music, in my music, Selena Killa. Great. All right, everybody. Thank, Thank you.
Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.